0: Welcome to Fuel for Life. I'm Dan Steep, and this podcast is being brought to you by New Beginnings Ministries from Marysville, Ohio in the United States. You know, the gospel message is so simple that a child can understand it. I I tell people all the time that receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior is as simple as A, B, C. You, You simply, A, admit that you've sinned, B, believe Jesus can save you, and then C, confess him as your Lord. And we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later in the podcast, but it's really as simple as A, B, C. See, Jesus came to earth really to cut through dead religion with a simple, powerful message. The scripture says in Matthew four seventeen that from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven, is at hand. That's the simplicity of the gospel, Is because that word repent means to literally have a change of heart, a change of direction. That's repenting and turning from ourselves and our sin and turning toward Jesus and looking to him uh, as the answer and the solution for our lives. So he completely cut through all of the dead uh, religion of his day with a very simple message, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it's is so simple that a child can understand it. But yet at the same time, uh, in Ephesians three nine, the apostle Paul talks about the gospel, and he 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 speaks about what he called the unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ. The gospel. Uh, you know, this is a quote from a guy named Reinhard Bonnke. He said, "The gospel is." is so big, it is totally uh, comprehensive, leaving nothing untouched, visible or invisible in the earth, in heaven or hell. i want to repeat that real quick. He said, the gospel is so big, it is totally comprehensive, leaving nothing untouched, visible or invisible in the earth, heaven or hell. So that's really what motivated me to start this podcast is I want people to know how simple and easy it is to receive the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And at the same time, I also want to begin to mine the unsearchable riches of Scripture for the keys to the abundant life that was paid for us by Christ and promised to us from His Word. So there's a Scripture in John 10.10 that I refer to often. It says that the thief Has come to steal, kill, and destroy. This is Jesus talking, and then he says, "But I have come that they may have life, and have it abundantly." So the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that they may have life, and have it abundantly. So that's been kind of somewhat of a a key scripture for me. Um, as as I've really progressed and moved forward in in my relationship with Jesus Christ, and in my walk with the Lord. So we understand that the thief in Scripture is a speaking of Satan or the devil. And that, you know, uh, another place in the Bible says that he he prowls around. He, he's like a lion prowling around seeking who he may devour. And really, the devil hates us. He hates humankind because you and I, we are the the crown jewel of God's creation and Satan hates uh, the position, the standing that we have with God. And so he's, he's seeking you know, to, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But the Bible says that Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Um, the message version of the Bible says, I've come uh, that they may have real and eternal life more and better than they ever dreamed of. So when, when, when the scripture says that I've came that they may have life and have it abundantly, that word uh, in the original language, life, means life in the absolute sense as God has it. He says, I've come that they may have life as God has it. That which the Father has in himself that he has passed on through his Son and manifested to us here in the world. Life in the absolute sense as God has life. And He wants us to have that kind of life in abundance. And in that word abundance in the original language, in the Greeks, it means beyond in quantity, superior in quality, excessive, and beyond measure. So that is what Jesus paid for you and I to have, to experience in our life, is a life that is abundant that is over and beyond and that's not an abundant life that waits for us in heaven one day in eternity it's a an abundant life that jesus paid for you and i to experience in full here on earth and so i want to share another scripture with you it comes from romans 116 it says for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes. The reason I want to share this scripture with you in tandem with John 10.10 10 is because uh, when we begin to understand exactly what this uh, salvation is that Christ paid for us to have, it, it begins to to shed light into what it might look like and what it means to have not only life, but have an abundant life in Christ even here on earth. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is it is the power of God to salvation. So when we come into the kingdom of God, it's not just uh, the gospel of eternal life in heaven that Jesus paid for you and I to have. It's it's something that transforms us from the inside out, and and the word salvation. I want to share what it it it, it its meaning in both the Hebrew and the Greek language. In the Hebrew, it communicates the idea of freedom. And in the Greek, it communicates the idea of of a cure or a recovery. So then the basic meaning of salvation in the Bible is deliverance from danger. And perhaps uh, even more helpful is some of the alternate translations, different uh, words that are legitimate translations for, um, for salvation in Scripture are to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to make whole, or to have health. So that word salvation, I always say, is really a very pregnant word. It it means so much more than most people think of when they hear salvation. Most people think that that's talking about um, being able to spend eternity with God in heaven one day. But salvation, uh, in salvation, Jesus purchased uh, for you and I not only uh, eternity in heaven, but he purchased our deliverance and our protection and our healing and our freedom, and our wholeness, and so that really speaks to the abundant life that Jesus not only paid for, but promised that you and I can have, and that's really important because there's another scripture that I want to share with you from 1 John 3, 8. It says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil uh, in this earth and and his works in our life. And so when he, he begins to work his work of bringing salvation and deliverance and freedom and protection and healing into our life, what he's really doing is dismantling really the structures of sin and the works of the devil in our life. And when we open ourselves up to that, and we allow God to do that work in our lives, uh, He's moving us into this life that is abundant and beyond measure. And so that's what it really begins to look like. So uh, in in subsequent podcasts, as I share them with us, I want to begin sharing different keys from Scripture, different concepts and keys in Scripture that are pieces that really begin to unlock that freedom and that healing and that fullness that God has for us. I want to begin to talk about the simplicity of the gospel, but at the same time, really begin to mind the scriptures for the great themes in Scripture um, that that really bring about freedom and abundant life into our lives, um, and transforms not only our lives, but the relationships around us, sets us free from sin, and puts us in position to really receive the fullness of what God paid for when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the ransom for your sins and for mine. So for this podcast, uh, I just want to give you maybe a teaser, just a little something to get you thinking that uh, will kind of wet the whistle and and give you an appetite for what's to come in the, the subsequent podcasts as they come along, and, and my plan initially is to release one of these a week at the beginning of each week, so so you'll be aware, and you can begin to look for those at the beginning of each week. Um, we'll be releasing another one, and we're going to just kind of build from there. So last scripture that I want to share with you, uh, uh, as far as this podcast is concerned, comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.23. The Apostle Paul said, Now may the God of peace himself Sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, every one of us is born with a spirit, with a soul, and a body. And I want to talk about that trichotomy of humankind for a moment. So the body is that part of a person where the five senses reside. Through the body, we can see, hear, smell, taste, and feel or touch. So the body gives us really what I would call a world consciousness. We're able to discern the things around us in this world through our basic five senses. Now, the soul is that part of a person that really consists of the mind the will, and the emotions. So the mind is the intellect, and then our will and our emotions. So the soul belongs to a man's own self, and that's where we find things like self-esteem. In the soul, personality is formed as well as self-consciousness. So that's the body, and that's the soul, and then there's the spirit. The spirit gives us life. It's the part of a person where we're able to commune with God, Through the personal spirit, a person receives dreams and visions and experiences God's presence. The spirit gives us what I would call a God consciousness. Now, there's a great uh, Christian author named Watchman Nee, and he kind of summarized this trichotomy of man, saying that God dwells in the spirit, self dwells in the soul, while the senses dwell in the body. So here's the deal. Adam and Eve walked with God in the Garden of Eden before the fall of mankind. They were in communion with God continually until sin separated them from a holy and righteous God. Until that time, the souls of Adam and Eve were each under the dominion of their personal spirit. It wasn't until sin separated Adam and Eve from God that a struggle arose between their spirit, their soul, and their body. And that's really the story of humankind throughout history from that point forward. Today, mankind is still dealing with this struggle and the consequences of sin. Before a person is born again, their spirit is wounded and separated from God because of sin. But when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, their spirit is born again or regenerated. That's why Jesus said in John 3, unless a man is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god he wasn't talking about a physical rebirth he talks about in john 3 that everyone is born of a woman but then needs to be born of the spirit so unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god because it's your spirit that becomes new not your soul and not your flesh i always tell people that when you're when you receive jesus christ as your savior when you're what the Bible calls born again. It really begins like a, what I call a civil war within ourselves between the spirit and the soul and the body, um, that, that fight that, that begins to take place. And let me try to maybe explain that a little bit more. So there, there's, the, the soul is really powerful. We we're talking about how the spirit is born again or regenerated, but the soul stands between the spirit and the body of a person, binding these two together. So the soul makes it possible for the spirit and the body to communicate and to cooperate with each other. When, when the soul of a person is wounded or is strong willed, it controls the person. When's the, when the per, person's spirit is strong in Jesus, it will bring the body uh, into subjection to the spirit through the soul. So one of the functions of the soul is to keep the body and the spirit of a person in proper order, according to the word of God. So, um, your soul has been, and up until the time when you you're born again, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, uh, your soul has been in control, has really dominated things, and so the power of the soul really determines if a person will follow the things of the flesh or the leading of the Spirit. Uh, a believer in Christ is is to always be led by the Spirit of God and and never by the flesh. But for this to take place, the soul of a person. Has to first make the choice to follow God and then allow their spirit to be led by the Spirit of God. And so when we're wounded in life, when trauma occurs, when we're when we're hurt, when when things like that happen to us, that woundedness is lodged in the soul. And so um, when we begin our journey with Jesus, it's really a journey. Now we're saved. And our ticket is punched to heaven, so to speak, but there's a whole process of allowing God to bring healing into those places where woundedness has lodged in our soul, so that our soul can then yield to the Spirit that is growing within us, the Spirit of God, as we we become this new creation in Christ. So that's just uh, uh, that is uh, sort of a a snapshot of what the process can begin to look like without going into a bunch of details uh, in this podcast. That's how, uh, as we allow God to move and work in our lives, as we allow Him to reveal to us, as we get in His Word and we spend time with Him, we allow Him to reveal to us different areas uh, where woundedness has lodged within our soul that needs to be healed and God is so gracious and he's such a gentleman and he he will just move in when we when we're ready and we and we allow him and he'll do a healing work in those different areas of our lives and that's when we begin to really begin to experience this salvation this deliverance this protection this healing this wholeness on a whole new level and and so i'm really excited to begin to to look at those keys and those themes in scripture, and begin to try to unpack those um, with you and for you as we take this journey together in this Fuel for Life podcast. Uh, But it all really begins with the simplicity of the gospel. I said earlier that receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior is as simple as A, B, C. I want to talk about that for a minute. A is we admit that we've sinned. The Bible says in Romans three twenty three, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So it, it's really uh, not some, you know, amazing thing to to be able to acknowledge our sinfulness because sin is a condition that came into humanity at what we call the fall when when Adam and Eve gave in to the original sin and at subsequent generations down to today have been dealing with this sin condition. We're born into it when we're born into this world. So we admit that we've sinned, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Then B, we believe that Jesus can save us. The Bible says to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And then C, confess him as your Lord. The Bible says that if you confess that Jesus is your Lord, And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So there's a a simple prayer of salvation that um, if you're listening to this podcast and you've not received Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want you to know it's as simple as ABC. And you can do that right now just by repeating a simple prayer after me. And I would love it if you would repeat that prayer and take that first step into the abundant life that Jesus paid and promised for you to have. So just repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I believe you're risen from the dead and that you're coming back for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer I just want to share one scripture with you, ask you a couple of questions to really drive this thing home. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I have three questions for you. One, did you call on the name of the Lord? If you repeated that prayer with me, then you called on the name of the Lord. Second question, does God lie? If you called on the name of the Lord and you believe that God does not lie, then the third question is this, are you saved? Because the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you called on the name of the Lord, you prayed that prayer, and God doesn't lie, then on the authority of God's word, I declare to you this very moment that you are saved. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ that cuts through all dead religion. Because Jesus is not about religion. He's about relationship. If you prayed that prayer, I'm so proud of you. You're my new brother or sister in Christ. And I can't wait to uh, have the opportunity to interact with you and to, to uh, share more information that will support that decision that you've made. So listen, check out Fuel for Life next week as we'll start putting out, like I said, one of these uh, at at the beginning of every week. And soon we're going to have a new website, and um, we'll be in a better position to resource you for your journey into the abundant life that Jesus paid for you to have. And you'll be able to see how God is using this ministry to reach a million souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, until next week, remember, God's not mad. He loves you, and so do I. God bless you.